0: welcome everybody to the 100th episode of the Yay! cast from the coast very special for us because i mean we had some time when we didn't put out episodes and we're putting out content regularly every week or so so you know what this is good we have reached 100 episodes guys i'm proud of us so am I. I wish Aaron was here to celebrate this with us, but as we stated before during the wreck episodes, Aaron is off doing absolute magic in the world of Haunt and preparing for some wicked projects, which we have coming up.
1: Magic. But I'll do the ran. Aaron hands. The Aaron hands.
0: <laughs> That's right. Trip
1: to Aaron. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Fine, Josh. Don't do it. Whatever. So, Ow. Tim, for our 100th episode, please, what are we talking about tonight?
1: A very special little movie from 1985. We are going to talk about House. Stay tuned. Give us a synopsis, buddy. Since you asked so nicely, absolutely. A troubled writer moves into a haunted house after inheriting it from his aunt. And then a bunch of scary stuff happens. And a bunch of scary stuff happens. The greatest American hero moves into his aunt's house and shit happens. Hey, don't shit on on William Cat. He was almost Luke Skywalker. Not shitting on William Cat. <laughs> yeah, he was almost Luke Skywalker. Almost Luke Skywalker. And oh, it's so man. weird because of his 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 really tight blonde Jerry curls. Jerry curls. <laughs> Imagine that shit in a galaxy far far away. Far far away. It's pretty epic. <laughs> it sounds pretty epic.
2: So yeah. before we start, is it weird that I never knew this movie existed? Yes. But yet watch the shit out of house too when I was a little kid. A little never... bit came to the yes, conclusion of there's probably something that predates house two. well, it kind of it kind of says that
1: it kind of says that in the, the the name of your favorite entry into the house universe mm. being House two, which means there is one before that. but I find that I find that odd, but hey, the movie House Two was just so enchanting.
2: it really was
1: um, it, it, I can absolutely understand little Josh not realizing that
2: just not even. Not even thinking, hey, there's there's probably another one of these.
1: He probably didn't even see the two at the end of it. To be honest, it's going to no, be no, lies.
2: Written, written. I mean, raging.
1: he didn't even like Sharpie house the, the second the story the and go. VHS. I wonder what the first story is.
0: <laughs> like there, there was none of
1: that. There was there was none of that shit. Like, I'm but sorry. But To be fair. House 2 doesn't even really... Josh just proved it. You don't need to see House to see House 2. You do not. It is I was super excited when I found story.
2: out there was a house. Was and like, then I watched oh, it. They're going to explain the crystal skull or something? Oh. And I was like, oh, wait. No. Okay, not. There
0: there are some really good points that I wish House 2 had better explanation for. But then again, there are points about those things that I'm really glad they didn't explain. So and we get to that. That When we months. eventually talk about House 2, we'll talk about those. Because one of my favorite things in almost any 80s movie exists in House 2. And I built? can't... I, it, <laughs> Shut it up, it Bill. It's it my the random name. adventurer electrician, Bill. Bill. Oh, I've seen this shit before, and he pulls out a sword out of his Okay, yeah. we're not talking about House 2 right now. We're not talking about House 2 right now. So, moving on. So we're talking about House 1. The first story. The story of Roger Cobb, the author who moves into his aunt's house after basically inheriting it, by the sounds of it, uh, when she commits suicide. Um, and the weird shenanigans begin to occur. Um, yes, uh, starring, obviously, as we had stated before, William Cat, uh, and also starring George Wendt, who yeah. I love, you know, from his Cheers days, obviously, uh, which is funny because there's house one and house two have Cheers people in it. It's, it's great that way. Um, as well as Richard Mall, who is an underrated eighties actor for all intents and purposes. I mean, it's... I court... Bull Shannon from Night Court, he's, he's amazing, and I love him in a scary movie too, he's great. Um, so the whole idea here, once again, Roger Cobb, author, he's now divorced, there's a whole story here that occurs where it kind of jumps back and forth in timelines a little bit to explain why he's alone. And taking over this uh, his aunt's place, and it all has to do with the fact that he was married to a, a to an up and coming actress who is now winning awards. Or actually, in this one, she doesn't win the award, but she's going to award shows and nominated and everything else. And they were living with his aunt in this house, and they had a son who mm-hmm. disape- disappeared in the pool, and she just basically blamed him the whole time, and it was a weird you know, haunting scenario where he just literally disappeared into nowhere. Um, I will tell you, I like this movie quite a bit as we get into it. Uh, you know, I'll leave obviously my final thoughts for as we go. But the story itself, I find really intriguing because it takes us between many different places and time periods within this guy's life as well. We find out about his Vietnam experience, because he's now going to write a book about that, which is hilarious. Because the writing in this movie really shows what authors go through in that kind of a situation. Because he's got his hardcore fans at the uh, the book signing at the beginning, and the moment that they hear that he's doing his like tale of from his Vietnam days, they're like, Oh, oh okay, yeah, that that's that's nice. And they just like move <laughs> on and shit. It was it was hilarious. But you gotta respect the fact that once again. This was written by Fred Decker. The same guy who gave us the Monster Squad movie, obviously, right? And many other things. I mean, Fred Decker is friggin' Hollywood royalty, in my opinion. And it was directed by Steve Miner. Hey, hey, hey,
1: I feel like you use that term a lot. <clears throat> there d- can only be a select few.
0: No,
2: he's of... like a duke, man. They're, they're royalty, but they're... I guess.
1: All right. Okay. I tried,
0: Fred. I tried, man. I'm
1: sorry. Just just ignore these two guys. Duke Fred. Duke Fred.
2: <laughs> I hey,
1: I'm not saying that he's not important. Cause he is. Monster Squad is amazing. House, pretty good. Like <laughs> I'm not I'm not putting him down in any way, but I'm just saying that you use the term Hollywood royalty very willy nilly. Like you gotta have
0: standards, sure. but standards. Alright, having standards moving forward, moving on. Hey, I don't
1: like how you dismissed me. Wow. <laughs> Steve Miner
0: directed this, and it was produced by Sean Cunningham.
1: <laughs>
0: so so we get, like, a powerhouse team that actually made this movie. Like, I mean, regardless of what way you look at it, we have a bunch of people who are basically uh, responsible for some of the greatest 80s movies ever made. And horror movies, nonetheless, too. You know what I mean? I mean... Once again, Miner and Cunningham. we got the Friday the 13th series. We've got, once again, Fred Decker. So it's really good, the way that this all kind of plans out. Um, the story itself, back to the story itself just a little bit here. When he moves into the house, he decides that he's going to put put aside all the history of what he knows about what's going on there and the weird and the oddities. He's going to take his time. He's going to write a new story, his new story from the... From the Hallowed halls of this place, you know. Just he's alone, so he's going to. Mm-hmm. But the quirky neighbors keep showing up. We've got George Wentz character. <laughs> what was his name? Oh, Harold. Norm. No, no, no. no. Well, in in this is Harold. Norm. Norm. He'll always be Norm. Uh, and so Harold shows up, and he's the he's the general neighbor that just kind of wants to be buddy buddies, and you know, watch the game, and eat a pizza, and be there for, for his newfound possible friend. And then we have the, obviously, the, uh, what was it, Tanya? Tanya, you want to say? Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the the blonde chick who basically shows up out of nowhere, who's like diving into the pool and like, where the hell did you come from type of situation. and uh, His
2: neighbors are way too comfortable.
0: They are. <laughs> this is why I'm kind of bringing it up. Like, one just wants to be buddy-buddy, and the other one, she's just like using the pool because... You know, his aunt obviously used to let her. And it's. I don't uh,
2: know, man. Like, this is my fucking house. Get out of here, Norm.
0: <laughs> Get out of here, Tanya, if that's your real name. Ooh, Josh, that was spooky. What? Door just opened. The door up just
1: you.
2: opened. <laughs> you see that? Josh is dealing with a house issue
0: himself. Ooh.
2: I just bought a house, and now we're reviewing house. This is my house, and it's an old house. kind of like the movie House. House Inception. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. All right, so let's talk about the actual characters here just a little bit. So we obviously we have Roger Cop. played by uh, the wonderful uh, William Cat of '80s '80s super fame. He's royalty. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Throwing that one back there. He's not royalty. He was almost
1: Luke Skywalker though. As Tim so gallantly put, puts it. Well, I mean, he did get to be. Fucking the greatest American hero. That theme song is forever, yeah. forever yep. in everybody's yep. brain.
0: Um, this was actually one of my favorite roles of him, like ever, because I really did enjoy the fact that this had a little bit of a comedic element to it. Plus it had, you know, the, obviously the seriousness when he's dealing with the actual danger of what's going on around him when the when the activity, the poltergeist style activity, really starts to occur and the monsters appear, he's you know he, there, there's a good there's a good act from him in this. And like I said, it's it's got some good comedy, which he's obviously infamous for. Then we have Norm, otherwise known as Harold George Wendt, the neighbor, who I like him, but he is he is obviously a throwaway character. He's meant to kind of help to push the story along. You know, he's, he's there to kind of help and, and be another method of, I want
2: to say... He's a uh, comic relief.
0: Yeah, he's, he's a comic relief, but he's also a method of confirmation for, for Roger Cobb's character, you know, uh, William Catt's character, Roger Cobb. Because there's there's a time when he basically decides that George Munt's character, Harold, is like, he's useful for one main thing. I'm not crazy, and you need to see what the fuck is going on here so that you can prove that I'm not crazy. You know what I mean? So, like, he, he kind of becomes useful to, to Roger Cobb at one point, which is which is interesting. Uh, then, obviously, we have his ex-wife, who appears throughout the movie. Uh, and then we have Tanya, the, the pool girl, who, uh, interestingly enough, her son, the situation with her son is just really weird and screwed up, too. I mean, come on. Let's face it, guys. So here he is, thinking that he's going to have, like, a night out with her or something like this, or she's going to, like, look for a date or something like this, and she's just looking for a playmate for her boy so she can go off. Babysitter. Yeah, babysitter, so that she can go off and screw the night away or doing whatever the hell she's doing.
1: Screw the night away! Screw the night away!
2: Weird, weird neighbors. My neighbor rolls up, starts using my backyard, starts dropping off their kids, starts coming up into my garage,
0: Nah. Mm-hmm. Nah, bud. No, not at all. All right. The monsters. Let's talk a little bit about some of the effects stuff here, because, you know, in honor of Aaron not being here, let's talk about the other creatures and characters that appear in this and the the actual effects work that they put into this. So, so the
2: ex-wife kind of becomes like this creature.
0: <laughs> yeah, this real toad-looking, you know stumpy, stumpy creature at one point that uh, it becomes, it becomes a little bit of a mind fuck for him too, because he basically, she, she comes at him and, and he kills her. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, at one point it looks like his wife again, dead. And then, you know, he dismembers the body and it's, you know, it's actually rotting pieces and it's, it's actually like the monster itself too. Right. So it's, it makes you wonder where the hell these monsters are coming from. Cause they're not just like ghosts at this point. You know, it's not like it's a haunted house. You know what I mean? There, there's actually but monsters it, crawling all it, over the place.
1: But it is. I mean, it is a haunted
0: house.
2: It's a house with portals to other dimensions.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's essentially, yeah. yeah. Which is a theme. You know, it's it's thematic to the way that it moves into the second movie, too. It's a very similar method. You know what I mean? It talks about, you know, portals and shit like this. Um. I really like the creature that the wife becomes. When when she well the creature that appears as the wife and then but is actually the creature, she was always one of the creepiest. Even growing up watching this movie, she was always just one of the creepiest characters because she was just this disgusting little blob creature, and ah, uh, it was weird. But she, she reminds also... me of
2: something. Sorry, she reminds me of something from like early Doctor Who, where it's a very static, like rubber-looking suit. Fair enough.
1: It's funny. my my favorite my favorite gag in the whole thing because we're talking about um, special effects. The hand <laughs> that was my favorite favorite part. Like you know, he's trying to you know chase the kid. It's on its back. Chase the
0: dog at first,
1: right? He's 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 trying not to look weird to the 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 fucking Tanya, right? Yeah. And then like he gets it in the bathroom and fucking bites its hand and it releases. Starts it <laughs> down the toilet. Like it was very comedic but mm. like I don't know that's probably my favorite scene in the whole movie pretty cheesy
2: yeah it was
1: great cheesy and fun cheesy and fun mm-hmm.
0: um, the creature in the closet uh. yes that's a pretty damn cool looking creature It
2: was mm-hmm.
0: yeah I mean that that there's a lot of freaking work that went into that one right just like just like the I mean it's it's the same one too that appears out of the uh, cabinet, too, isn't it? Where it was slightly different. I think it was different, actually. But the very similar in way. It was a very Lovecraftian-looking creature. Like, you know, it's it's got the arm, and it's got, like, some tentacle-type shit coming off of it and everything else, right? So the one that comes out of the closet, the one that he's trying to prove, you know, to George wentz's character, that, you know, I'm not crazy, this shit's happening. And I like the fact that there's, like, the step-up to it where it has to deal with, uh, like, a timing... You know the clock yeah, strikes so at a certain time. The portal only
2: opens if you open the closet at midnight.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, and he's got all the recording shit set up and everything else. Like I was, I was always into that. You know, you know, back when I was young too, right? Um,
1: on and shit hiding behind. <laughs> like hey, it was funny.
0: And and he does he does the whole you know pull it ah run down the stairs jump over the banister slide yeah. out the front door and George's like hey Roger fuck <laughs> <Which, laughs> standing there letting his dog shit in the yard
2: question of is this just all in his head, and he just has PTSD from serving in Vietnam?
0: Ah. Well, well, that's what you begin to believe. Like, you begin to believe that, but in the end, I mean, it obviously can't be, because where did his son come from?
1: Also, and George went later on, the, when he's got the goggles on and the fucking fishing line and shit. I like, see. Do you know what I mean? Like, that proves that it's not in his head. Right? No, but, but it goes in the closet or whatever.
0: Yeah. But, but I mean, to Josh's point, it's the whole lead up to that. George Wentz obviously worried about him, right? There's yeah. even the point yeah, yeah. when the, when he kills the, the creature with the shotgun and George Wentz calls the, the, uh, the, uh, the police basically thinking that he had done, that he had attempted suicide, you know, like he was worried for him, strictly worried about that. So, you know, it's yeah, a good neighborly situation, I guess, you know? Um, when he goes into the, uh, when he goes into the medicine cabinet, I like the winged creature. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That was good mix of stop motion and puppetry, you know, crawling around it or, you know, flapping its wings around in that, in that open area and stuff like that. I thought that was pretty good. Kind of reminded me of almost like, you know, like an evil dead winged deadite creature too. It was kind of cool that way.
1: Do you want to know what's funny? Evil Dead works its way into every one of our episodes at least once. Did really you notice does. that? It does. And wow. that's not a bad thing. That's just a testament of how uh, awesome Evil Dead is. Right? It's true. But you're right. I absolutely got that vibe, too, from the winged yep. creature. Like, yeah, this is kind of Evil Dead-ish. Yeah. Definitely Even
2: the, the monster in the closet that kind of looks like the Candarian dagger. That's what I first thought when I saw him. He's shaped very similar.
0: Oh and the and yeah. the way that and the way that he comes through the closet it kind of reminds you of the uh what do you call it the bad apple creature. Yep. You know, ain't coming through the door and shit like that, right? So the tree Apple face. Yeah. Yeah. Apple face. Um but all in all one of my favorite effects work in this entire movie is what they did to Bull.
1: Oh they, fuck.
0: His zombie G.I. Joe. Joe is brilliant. Yeah. It freaked me out as a kid yeah, because it was so damn good. <laughs> and the fact that when you actually look at some of the behind the scenes on this movie, they actually had like servos and shit doing all the talking for him. Nice. Right. So it wasn't just him articulating, like the fact that it was like the browser moving and he was winking and shit like this, it was all like actually like, animatronic face that they had on him. And the guy's massive to begin with. (laughs) Now you're just making him look even scarier as hell, man. Like, what the shit? But I like the fact that it creeps into his past. And it does, it does perform a discussion about PTSD at this point, because, you know, it, it it comes down to the fact that everybody thinks he's just struggling with PTSD and it can't, you know, it's all in your head type of thing. You know, there's that constant discussion that people have. I mean, I don't suffer from PTSD, but I know people who do, and I know it's, I I know the reality of the situation, but the way that the world looks at it, especially back in a time, like in the eighties, where it wasn't taken so seriously, you know what I mean? You know, somebody could basically be 100% diagnosed with PTSD and, and and have problems, but maybe in this kind of a case, in this movie, it's almost like a projection of where that PTSD is coming from and a, a physical manifestation of the PTSD coming for him. Hmm you know especially because it is a historical situation for him it's something from his past where he had left him to basically die yeah. by the, by the hands of the viet cong and it was like a, a vengeful spirit that had been waiting years to take its revenge find him and take its revenge you know it it goes deep like like when i'm i'm i remember sitting down watching this movie the other day and at the very end of it i said you know this is This is a deep story having to do with what, you know, active combatants in wartime go through, you know, when they come home. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I, I, it's, it's nice to see that kind of a thing, you know, kind of take shape, you know, to kind of tell a story about that. But yeah, he's fucking creepy as shit and he's hell crazy, man. He's hella crazy. Hella crazy. Uh, hella crazy, buddy. Hella crazy. I love it. Richard Mall's character is my favorite character in this entire movie, just because of the effects work that they put him onto, and the history, the historical scenes going back to the way that he was in Vietnam. Come on, we've all had a friend like that. We've all had a dickhead friend like that at one point or another that would absolutely put a snake in a can of cigarettes, <laughs> you know, and scare the shit out of you and stuff like that, right? Ah. Oh. You guys have anything else to say about effects work?
1: Um, I I thought the overall tone for all the, the the monsters and like the practical effects was like really like on par for like you know the time, but like I don't know, you just there's something, yep, that's an eighties monster and that's awesome. Yeah, like that's the vibe I got through the whole thing. Um, my 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 favorite part of the whole thing though is when I watched this as a kid, I was like there was just something cool about. When he goes through, and he's in the jungle, and then looks back and sees, like, the doorway in the middle of the woods, like, I was like, I wish I had a room like this in my house, you know what I mean? <laughs> I wish my house was weird like this, you know? You go into the bathroom in the the uh, the, the medicine cabinet, and it's like, this black void behind there. <laughs> I, I love how he looks out the window, and he's like, nope.
0: Yeah. Oh, and then the the, the audio and the the sound editing that they did for for when it's the Black Void. And you can hear like the... You know, like the noises and chilies. It sounded like very Tron-esque. It was weird. And I like that. It's pretty good.
2: It is very cool. The effects work. I love all the 80s monsters. Um, I do think that some of the effects work in this one is lacking, especially when you compare it to the sequel. I mean, a lot of the monsters are pretty static. I know you said they had servos in, like, the last guy, but, like, the big, gray, toe-looking Doctor Who monster thing was just, like, a, a super big rubber suit, but it was fun.
0: Okay. Josh. Yes? I'd really like to hear your notes, though. Farewell. Very well. Very well. Very <laughs> well. <laughs> I like how he just switches modes right away. <laughs> Very well. Uh,
2: this was my first viewing of House One. It took place September second, two thousand twenty, at eight fifty-six p.m. Uh, is it weird that I never knew this movie existed, despite yes. loving House Two? Pretty weird. Uh, I love the chimes in the opening soundtrack. Very <laughs> Exorcist. So I think this was just kind of an era thing of like early eighties horror movies and they wanted some soundtrack slapping some chimes um so the i watched this movie with allison and the old lady as soon as she got hung like she's just hanging there and allison's response was oh dear
0: (laughs) oh dear
2: oh dear uh a writer that is going through his emotional problems while writing a horror movie or writing a horror story I said, I'm surprised Stephen King didn't write this. (laughs) Uh, Fake poker game over the phone. That's George Costanza level sad. When he's like pretending like he's got all these buddies over. All I can think of is the Seinfeld episode where Costanza's going on about how he has to eat an apple when he's on the phone to make it seem like he's doing stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. Sorry about that. Quote. Are you fucking kidding me? He almost harpoon gunned him. Like, buddy, shot with harpoon yeah. gun. Yeah. Fucking realtor it like or whatever. Three it inches from his face. Yeah. yeah. Oops. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> Holy V neck sweater. This guy's V neck sweater, if it went any further, his nipples would pop out. Yep. <laughs> deep
1: V. The deep V. Yep. The greatest, greatest V neck.
2: It's Norm. He turned the ghost off with the remote. I I love this creepy old house. What is in the midnight closet the fuck was that? What in the midnight closet the fuck was that? That was the first reveal of the big monster. Um, I'm starting to suspect he suffers from PTSD delusions and these monsters aren't real. What the fuck, Norm? Who just comes into someone's house unannounced at midnight? This is the States. Are you trying to get shot? With pizza. Yeah. Norm definitely thinks he's shooting some sort of porno or something upstairs with all these cameras. <laughs> he stole his contact book. Who does that? Norm. Uh, evil swordfish. We forgot to fuck to talk about the evil swordfish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Excellent. That's like the... It's definitely creepy, the the, the screeching. (laughs) Yeah,
0: the screeching and stuff. And yeah, when he kills it, it was like creepy when it's like dying.
2: (laughs) Uh, Floating garden tools, okay. Hmm. Man, the makeup is pretty bad. It looks like a giant rubber suit, not gonna lie. Still love it, though. Still love it. Uh, He blasted her away. Is neighbor Norm really going to cover up a murder right now? Yeah, he does. He, he's an accomplice at this point. The big gray monster reminds me of something from my childhood, but I can't quite put my thumb on it. And I can't think like what other movie I saw a monster that looked kind of like this monster. Uh, you don't bring the corpse out before you dig the hole like, what was he thinking? Seriously, these neighbors just make themselves right at home. Then I just wrote, Bodily dismember, bud. Only way to go. Uh, the hand scene was mega cheesy. Loved it. These neighbors really suck. They're just dropping off their big-eared kids to make you watch them. Can't hide the fact I've been a male prostitute my whole life. Whoa. What the hell was he watching?
0: <laughs> oh, wasn't it like oh, his wife's... His it was his wife's show.
2: Yeah, like his wife's sitcom or like... uh, what yeah. like stories, whatever they're called. I love that he just hanged a towel over the fish's eyes in the background. Uh, these demons look like a cross between Garbage Pail Kids and Critters. Norm just referred to as the, uh, Norm just referred to the raccoon that he thinks in the closet as Cujo. This makes this canon to the horror-verse, now. Uh, Common Norm shot the Rucker. No idea what I meant by that. Uh, man, Norm is kind of a fuck-up at this point. How cool is it that this house has all these little secrets? Very cool. Pretty cool. Very cool. Uh, again, the arms are pretty bad effects, just rubber (laughs) Halloween gloves. Uh, Big Ben is pretty legit. (coughs) I could see him scaring some kids and scaring them for life. I love how the cabbie's just waiting. Like, he ain't got (laughs) time for your reunions, kid. Let's crack this up. And those are my notes on house.
0: Ooh. So not a lot of notes compared to what you normally have. So I'm I, I will be intrigued to, to hear Josh's final notes on this, because it's like I'm not really getting the vibe of your of your final feeling for this movie so far. Normally when we hear your notes, we can,
2: <laughs> we can tell,
0: oh he fucking hates this or he loves this or whatever, right? But. Uh, yep,
2: yeah.
0: I, I think I know where you're going with this, but I, I'm not quite sure. Oh, by the way, the, the creature in the... Two things. One, the creature that's in the closet that comes out at them
2: mm-hmm.
0: reminded me of the Reverend Kane creature from Poltergeist 2.
2: Yes, okay. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Definitely. And
0: second to that, you mentioned the soundtrack that was pretty good. Well, mm-hmm. it's Manf- Manfredini, the same guy who did the, like... Friday the 13th. Trivia time with
1: Tim. Trivia time with piece Tim coming up. No, you didn't hear piece it. Piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My first fucking point. Hey guys, I'm Felicia Rose, Angela from Sleepaway Camp. And you're listening to They Cast from the Coast. Yeah!
0: Alright, well fine. So guess what time it is? Trivia time Tim?
1: No, it's not. Why isn't it? No, it is. Okay, fine. <laughs> trivia time Tim. I, I can't back that up. <laughs> okay, so. First piece of trivia. Kane Hodder. Who was the stunt coordinator for this film? Is also known as Jason Voorhees, the iconic Jason Voorhees, for four films total. Director Steve Miner also directed Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, which is actually the first to feature adult Jason. Circular things. (laughs) things, Circular. (laughs) It's all connected.
2: Circular.
1: It's it's all. It's all. It's it's all connected. connected. According to Fred Decker, the script was originally inspired by the Twilight Zone movie, but after seeing that film, Decker and his friends, which included Ethan Whaley, Steve Miner, and Shane Black, planned to make their own independent anthology movie on video, but the project was never completed, and Decker used the idea for the unproduced segment for this film, so it was originally supposed to be a lot smaller. The next door neighbor, Harold, is obviously played by George Wendt, uh, best known for Norm on Cheers. And it's funny, because House 2, the second story, features an appearance of John Rattensberger, who played Norm's best friend, Cliff. Which I love. Bill! Yeah? Um, the war demon was an elaborate puppet, measuring 18 feet, and was operated by 15 people.
2: Wow! wow. I'm guessing that's a thing in the closet. They're calling yeah. it a war puppet. Yeah.
0: Well, they uh, did go to war trying to get its, you know.
1: Okay. Sean S. Cunningham, the producer, produced Friday the Thirteenth movies, and Henry uh, Henry Harry Manfredi wrote the music for this. And the Friday the Thirteenth. But that was already fucking ruined because Adam said it. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I'm, uh, just moving on. Just moving on. I'm not even mad. Not even, <laughs> not even mad. mad. moving on. Uh, the little boy, Roger Babysits, is played by director Steve Miner's young son. The original screenplay by Fred Decker was a traditional horror film with no... uh no humor in it at all but the comedy was added by uh ethan wiley he rewrote the script which i think is a good call because i feel that the 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 random comedy made this i don't know more fun terrible (laughs) yeah yeah it it, Uh, it added another level to it yeah layers like an onion all right shrek (laughs) Uh, Glenn Close and Sigourney Weaver were considered for the female lead role. Which is kind of weird.
0: <laughs> Steve
1: Miner left at the chance at making this film as he was hardly regarded, largely regarded, as the director of horror films having helmed the second and third installments of Friday the 13th. Um, sure enough, sure enough, his next project after House were Soul Man and the pilot episode of Wonder Years. So (laughs) we kind of just went somewhere else. This was regarded as a traditional and transitional film by director Steve Miner, who was known mostly for horror films up until this time. But staying within the bankable uh, genre of horror, this film gave him an opportunity to branch off into comedy as well, which helped him springboard successively into other types of future projects. Uh, okay. The for sale sign at the beginning of the movie was Craven Realty. Which <laughs> is probably a nod to Wes Craven. Um, in Hong Kong, this movie was known as Don't Go Into the Haunted House After Midnight. i <laughs> watch that. I'd watch the fuck out of that. Based on the name alone. Um, Aunt Elizabeth, played by Susan French in this movie, is referred to as Mrs. Hooper. Possible nod to Horicon. Toby Hooper. Um, this film, the, the trailers, narrated by Percy Rodriguez. I don't know who that is. Um, and just touching on um, the the soundtrack again, Harry Manfredi did the music for Friday the 13th, and you can absolutely hear the similarities between uh, the music cues in both this movie and Friday. Um, And to end it off, I have some goofs, which are always fun to add to Trivia Time. Um, When the cops arrive, the officer says, I know you, right? You're Roger. You can see the boom mic reflected in the visor of his police cap. Also, a boom mic is in one of the first scenes in which Roger's inspecting the haunted closet. He turns to leave the room, and a moving boom mic shadow is clearly visible in the upper left hand corner. I also have some continuity, but there's way too many to fucking go through, so I'm (laughs) just going to say one or two. Uh, In the scene where Sandy visits Roger's house, Roger's house, I, I can't speak tonight. I apologize. In the scene where Sandy visits Roger's house, the cross on her necklace changes position, and back through out the whole scene. So I guess the cross keeps moving. Uh, the rope that lo- Roger lowers into the black hole in the medicine cabinet is smooth cotton rope, but when you see him see him sliding down it, it's a rough hemp rope. <laughs> And when Roger enters the room armed with a shotgun to shoot uh, the stuffed Marlin, you will notice crew members' entire arm and wristwatch in the scene to the left. The crew member was most likely holding that fucking boom mic that keeps popping up throughout the movie. (laughs) And that is trivia and goof time with Tim.
0: Trivia goof time with Tim.
1: Thank you, Greg that into the, the
0: <laughs>
1: overall theme. Excellent.
0: All right, gentlemen, it is time for us t- to correlate our final thoughts
1: on this. Tim. Correla- Makes it sound like fucking... I don't know. All right, go. Tim. Yes, you first. All right. Well, um, I watched this obviously uh, when I was a kid and loved it. I loved the idea of a house that had, like, fucking other dimensional portals and shit. And just that iconic, I'll never forget that iconic walking through the woods and he sees, like, the doorway in the middle of the woods. Like, I just, I don't know why that stuck with me. I just, I fucking love that. Um, Watching it this time. Okay, so I watched it this maybe last year, year before, was the last time I watched this movie. But watching this time, I picked up on something. This movie reminds me of Stephen King. Like, it's absolutely got Stephen King tropes. It's
2: Uh, got the writer who's going through mental languish. Yeah,
1: and like, the whole story is like a metaphor for something else, but it's, instead of it being an actual metaphor, the shit's actually happening to him. Like, just the whole vibe gave me um, Stephen King. Um, Which, I'm a huge Stephen King fan, so that was really big points. Um, but watching this again for the show, um, one of the things that I absolutely loved—I loved the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. The acting wasn't as cringy as I remember it when I was watching it last year. Like I actually dug it this time. Like um, um, Mall's character of him—the the, the big zombie GI Joe—like I I loved him. He was th- the greatest thing about this movie. But I mean, I want to give credit to um, William Pat. Like he was a good protagonist.
0: He, he carries the movie.
1: Absolutely yep. carries the movie. And, you know, it, it's kind of a fucked up movie. Like, back in 85, like, it's a fucked up movie. Now, you know, it's not as fucked up. But, um, I don't know. I just, I, I really dug the soundtrack. I really dug all the practical effects. Some of them were better than others. Um, I like how all the monsters looked like they were made by the same people. Like, there was, yeah. like, uh, a consistency throughout Um, they all looked like they were from the same place. Do you know what I mean? Color palettes and
0: the shapes. Yeah,
1: yeah, like, even when they got, like, you know, some of the more elaborate designs, they still all looked like, hey, they're from this one alternate reality, or this one other dimension, or whatever, right? Um, I thought the humor was good. I thought the situations that, uh, um... He kept getting himself into and then fucking like, you know, like, you know, like, it's just, it was, it was, it was, it was really good. I liked it. Um, It's a lot better than I remembered it as a a kid. Um, Because, I mean, you know, I liked, obviously, House 2 better. I've always liked House 2 better, but this one was pretty good. Um, I'm going to give this movie a very well-deserved PG. PG. Um, it's not my favorite out of all of you know because i i i didn't even know until recently they made a house three and four had no idea yeah. no idea what? yeah yeah
0: it it suffers it, it suffers from the situation that number three was never actually meant to be a house movie uh it was it was a different story a different script and they basically shoved the house name on it huh. to try to capitalize the and it's, it's a straight-out horror movie. There's no comedy to it. There's no extra monsters and effects and all this kind of shit. It's about, like, a serial killer who basically uh, gets, like, escapes death and comes after the cop that put him away and his family. It's called The Horror Show, but it's a straight-out fucking serious horror movie. Like, it's... A lot of people say it has no, like because it doesn't. It has nothing to do with the house series and, and anything else. It just takes place in a house. That's literally the only thing that's similar to it. But then part four is a direct sequel to the first one, which which has to do with Roger Cobb. Uh, basically, there was there yeah. It's 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 a follow up to Roger Cobb and his family. Yeah, part four. Can, 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 can I finish?
1: Yes, you may. I, I, I want to give this a higher rating, but I can't because I feel like I would be cheating on House 2. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the movie's not as good as House 2, in my opinion, and I can't give them the same ratings. But one of the things that I do have to say is that uh, one of the most appealing things about this, this story um, is that um, Roger doesn't respond like a normal cliché horror protagonist yep. you know running away falling flat in his face hiding on the sink instead this motherfucker buys camcorders <laughs> and I'm gonna get this fucking thing on video and like try to capture capture what's going on to prove to everybody that he's not insane like that does, that's not a normal horror trope you know what I mean like hmm. and I, I, I really appreciate that so, yeah, this movie gets a PG for me.
0: Nicely done. Nicely said. Okay, I'll go next. Josh, I'm going to save you for last. <clears throat> Tim, the last thing that you said was exactly the first thing that I was actually going to say, which is kind of funny. Good. Because I... Fucker. Yeah, because the one thing that I absolutely adore about this movie is that William Cat's character, Roger Cobb, is not the atypical, you know, horror character, like, from a movie. He's... There's no standard trope about this guy (coughs) he runs to the problems he doesn't know what he's seeing is real or not so he's out there trying to prove whether he's going crazy or that it's real you know what i mean so like you said he's got the cameras he pulls people into the situation but yeah he runs to the danger so, you know, he when the, is the he is the danger, but he runs to the danger. So like, you know, when, when the Marlins going crazy on the, on the, uh, on the wall and the, the, the shit's chasing them, the, uh, like the, the floating hedge clippers and shit, a lot of people would be like, that's it, I'm gone. And they just move out and they leave or, or, or they die. Cause they're, you know, running away. No, he stands up to all that shit. Heck, he went as far as killing a monster, dismembering the body and burying it instead of just calling somebody and saying, do you see this shit? you know what i mean like he's just like you know sweep it under the sweep it under the rug man that's crazy um i do have some fond memories of this movie watching this movie growing up i do love this movie and i do love the second movie and i can't wait to talk about that one too this one was always even though it was comedic it was always a little bit darker than the second movie so it had its elements to it because like I said, the whole, the whole idea behind the PTSD in my opinion and how it's manifesting you know, manifesting itself and everything else. Um, and the, the main main villain in this, which turns out to be Richard malls character is dope as shit. And in big my bang. opinion, big bet ba- he's, he's one of the coolest looking zombie monster creatures of the eighties, just like a hero creature. In, in that case, because of the fact that he's also not just like a zombie, No, he's like a walking, talking, spits out, you know, funnies, and he's literally trying to murder William Cat's ass. Like, that's what he's doing. He's literally trying to murder him. And it's, it's cool. I like it. You know, right down to the hole, his arm comes off. William Cat tries to beat him with it and he just grabs it back and stuffs it back on. What the He's right like, just like, get back here. And William Cat trying to beat him to death with his own arm. It's hilarious. Um, like I said, I do have a lot of love for this movie, but looking back on it and watching it again, cause I haven't seen it for about 10 years now, uh, looking back on it, it does have its, its kind of cringy moments. And in all honesty, it's a good movie, but it's not that top shelf quality. It's just something that like, you look at the poster art. I love the poster art for this with the severed hand. You know, opening up the door, iconic, iconic.
2: Isn't that house two? Uh, they're
1: they're they're the same. They're the same thing, basically. Legit, just look them both up. House one is it's ringing the doorbell. Oh, ringing the doorbell. House two, it has the key. Yeah. Um. I just made the thumbnails. Nice.
0: (laughs) While I love this movie, I have to agree with Tim. I'm gonna have to give it a solid rating on a PG. I'm this close to giving it an R. Yeah. But it's like. Uh, uh, like it's PG. I got to go with a PG. High end, solid PG. But it's top there. tier PG. Top tier PG. Third shelf. Third real shelf. Nice. It's there. Real nice. Josh, we would love to hear what you have to say
2: about this movie. Okay. I'm torn. Because this movie follows, like, all my rules. Ooh, yeah. It's a great fucking cheesy movie. Mm-hmm. But I'm also torn because I love House 2 so much.
1: Don't you feel like you're cheating on it?
2: Not Talking even about that. Th- I f- no, I feel like I'm feel like i let down. I'm like, this is what I get when I go backwards and figure out what's going on with House 1. There's no Crystal Skull. There's no Slim Razor. Hmm. There's no Gramps. Yeah. I'm like, what? This... This is horrible. This is not even the same house. No, no. But... Yeah, I don't know. Because I... Like... Mm, mm.
1: Let it out, Josh. Just let it out. Come on, buddy.
2: I, Give it to us. It is, in my opinion, a disappointment. After seeing House 2 probably a hundred times when I was a kid. And just now, seeing the origin story, except for it has no- nothing to do with House 2 whatsoever. It doesn't even take place in the same house. Why wouldn't they use the same house?
0: I don't know. That, that's a good question, because I, I, I'll admit, now I actually I'm like the house in the first one belief. better.
2: Now I'm supposed to expand my belief to there being two haunted houses with interdimensional portals in the States?
1: That just does Well, is that happen. really that hard? Cause, cause there probably is. It <laughs> <laughs> probably is. <laughs>
2: But there's two of them! I don't know. I thought House 1's house was very cool. Mm. Um, It looks a lot like my house that I just bought. Like The doors are those old glass doors. uh, The old keyholes. So Mm. now I'm just waiting, you know, open a closet at midnight, half asleep. Get a rubber poop monster monster. jump out at you? Poop monster.
0: Rubber Rubber poop monster. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um... I don't even think I can give this a PG.
0: Oh, really? Mm. Even even on the merits of the fact that it covers almost all of your rules?
2: Uh, that's why I'm torn. That is why I'm torn. I, I do love Norm. Norm's pretty funny in this movie.
0: I, I just love the scene where he, William Cat jumps out the door and he, like, lands on his knees and there's Norm with his dog shitting in his yard. Hey, buddy.
2: <laughs> and what... He's just weird. So he he's carrying around this guy's book and it's all like torn pages and he's just been carrying it in his pocket for two years trying to get his autographs, covering up murders for him. <laughs> it's, it's a strange, strange dynamic. And you guys are all hot and horny for Big Ben, but Big Ben don't step to Slim Razor at all. Slim Razor's way cooler.
0: Yeah, I'd argue that, but okay. Calm down,
2: mm. fellas.
0: Calm down. No. Fuck you um, say about Big Ben?
2: <laughs> He's a bitch. Slim Razor would fuck him up. It's got no crystal skull. It's not a house movie. That's the most agitating part.
0: Oh my but gosh. the worst
2: of it is, it is the house movie. And House 2 is the one that's not a house movie. <laughs> so and, the
1: the 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 and the thing
0: is the thing is the thing is the thing. And the thing is the thing.
2: I
1: was waiting for a moment like this all night so far, Josh. Thank you.
2: I don't even know. I'm so confused. <laughs> I, I don't even know.
0: All right, because Josh. Just everything the D, I, I know think.
2: about the House series. I, I. I'm speechless. I don't even like the the fucking effects are giant rubber suits, which I I love. Just, that's not a negative. I I love shitty old rubber suit monsters, and they did all practical effects, and I don't... I... But no Crystal Skull, and no Slim Razor, and no Gramps!
0: (laughs) And no little Grub Creature.
2: And no little Puppa Pillar, or whatever the fuck it's called. Puppa Pillar. (laughs) Uh, I gotta give it a G. Oh. I I gotta... I gotta... I gotta push it down with my thumb and say, you did bad. You should have done better. You could have been better. You should have been more like House 2 and House 2 should have been so great. That's the best part.
0: You should (laughs) have been like the movie that didn't exist.
2: Right? (laughs) I just don't understand why they would (sighs) I don't know. This movie just disappoints me. After, After almost probably like 20 27 years, 20, 26 years later after discovering the first house and finding out that it's not a house movie, except for that it is a house movie and the movie you thought was a house movie is not a house movie at all. It has nothing to do with the house series. That's what I just came to grips with. Well, There's I some serious mental anguish happening right now.
0: I mean, take, take it for what it is. The house series was obviously intended to be and then, you know, like a, like a, like John Carpenter's original vision for Halloween. It was supposed to be different stories. It wasn't supposed to necessarily be the same story. Come on, Josh. Give it some credit. <laughs> Come on, Josh. I, Come on. I'll give Come it on, credit buddy.
2: where credit is due. Norm was funny in it. It had a lot of great cheesy monsters. It, if this wasn't House 1, it would probably get an R from me. I'm not even going to lie. What?! Not even going to lie.
0: But you're going to give it a G just because it it pales in comparison to your favorite of the two. it pissed me off.
2: It pissed me off. <laughs> How... That's okay.
0: How I'm dare like, you like, be the original?
2: Listen, this is like Tim seeing Halloween and never seeing a sequel. And then 26 years later, he's like, oh, H2O. They made another Halloween. Neat. And then you pop it in and it's like, what the, what the fuck is this?
1: Oh, like, yeah, but you're doing the witch. no, you're doing the opposite thing. You're oh shit. I fucking love I H2O. H2O's amazing no, I I fucking love Th- this season is, of the witch. This is yeah, I was this gonna say movie, this is like Tim I seeing... fucking
2: Love Season of the Witch. This movie's so great. And then you're like, oh, there's a whole series. It's all about Season of the Witch. Who the hell is this Michael Myers dick? Who's this fucking goofball in the fucking In the William uh, Shatner uh, look? William Shatner mask. This isn't Season of the Witch at all. I this like is, my silver shamrock
0: masks. <laughs> wow! Oh, Josh, you're a goof. All right, so Josh gives us a G then, folks. G.
2: Because Contested it's not G.
0: House 2. That's the problem. That's the real problem. Uh,
2: why, why can't you, you be House 2? Why couldn't you just be House 2?
0: Why couldn't you be better? <laughs> oh, Josh pleads. Josh pleads. Alright, gentlemen. That has been a good discussion for the evening. And I'm still fucking confused as to why Josh is giving this G when he loves it so much. And he doesn't even understand it. It was a
2: great movie.
0: It's a great movie, but it sucks because it's not a house movie, but it is a house movie. Okay. Alright, guys. Great discussion. Thank you everybody for tuning in tonight to listen to us rant and rave about the fact that House is a house movie but it's not a house movie and House 2 is not the house movie and whatever have you. Whatever the hell Josh was going on about. So
2: Yeah, really.
0: Please, please. <laughs> Like, share, and subscribe. Check us out on Facebook, Misunderstood Our Company. We're also on YouTube, Misunderstood Our Company. Once again, like, share, subscribe. Tell everybody about us, and every week we put out new content. We're also available on all the major podcasting platforms, including, but not limited to, Google Play, Spotify, and iTunes. We're also on Patreon. Open up your hearts and your wallets. Buy some coffee for the crew, because that keeps us up at night so we can watch these horror movies and actually kind of, you know give 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 you the rundown on those movies and until next time josh
2: house movie is only a house movie if it has the elements of house except for all the elements that i know of house come from house 2 which do not share the same elements of house so it's not a house movie so i'm in some sort of dimension through a portal where house movies aren't house movies and that's where i'm at (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> not even going to try to follow that one Tim stay safe
1: stay spooky
0: everyone see you next time everybody good
1: bye night. whoa what's this I do this every episode say goodnight what do you do with saying goodnight too?
0: And didn't I said bye
1: no no no, no, no.
0: <laughs> replay the tapes replay the tapes bye <laughs> see you later everybody Good night.